0: The New Marketing Show is brought to you by Trinity Web Media, trinitywebmedia.com. Trinity Web Media solves business problems with intelligent web development and digital marketing. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The New Marketing Show, the New marketing podcast where we talk about how effective digital marketing and web development solve business problems. So this is episode 58. So... 58, good 50, 58. So, of course, joined as always by my co-host, co-founder of Trinity Web Media, Kevin Everly. Kevin, how are you today? Greg, doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. And, you know, before we jump into this episode, I want to make a special mention that we have a new audio pr- producer of the show. Trinity's own Nate Baldwin is now the audio producer of the new marketing show. So, Welcome, Nate. Thank you for all the hard work that you do. And uh, let's just keep this thing rolling.
1: And if you don't get to hear enough of us on the podcast, take the earphones out while you're in the office.
0: That's right. There you go. So, <laughs> you know, we're kind of coming off of a crazy time here, you know, with work. We're coming off of, you know, a couple of crazy, fun, cool projects, you know, all of that stuff. But I thought that we could step back a little bit. And I thought today, uh, you know, Uh, So I thought today on the podcast, we could talk about how sometimes keeping marketing and web development simple really is the best way to go about doing things. Wow. Interesting and elementary. I like it. (laughs) I I didn't mean it to be interesting and elementary. It's just, it's, some could also say fundamental and rudimentary. There you go. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Those are 10 point Scrabble words, as I'm told. Anyway, so... What do you think about some of this stuff, Kevin? You know, you being on the front line managing products, I'm sorry, managing projects and being on the front line of business development, what do you see? How do you see people overcomplicate some projects? Oh,
1: good question. Good question.
0: Most commonly, uh, typically,
1: I think social plays a lot into that with, hey, let's get on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, you know. Growing each of those networks separately is hard. Try taking
0: them all on at once. Right. Yeah, and that's that's a good point. You know, not everybody needs to have... I believe that everybody needs to have a presence on the major platforms. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe that everybody needs to have a website. We've gone over that over and over and over on the show. But I think that going back to one of the shows that we've done is the psychology of the various social platforms Mm -hmm. that... You need to really understand how to communicate with your audience and where your audience lives. You know, once you start understanding where your audience lives and you understand what you know the psychology is behind the platform, that's when you can really start to get your message across to them and figure out how you can help and serve them better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's a
1: think about what you're willing to post to Instagram or Facebook, and then think about would you be comfortable doing that on LinkedIn?
0: Yeah, I but. The, It's just a psychology thing, you know, and more than comfort level, because sometimes there's a comfort level where, you know, when I do Trinity Web Minutes, as many as I've done over the years, there's always, they're they're easy to post out to Instagram. They're easy to post out to Facebook. That's where our audience lives. LinkedIn is always psychologically a little bit different because I know that those are my contemporaries in my work network, Mm -hmm. you know, where I know people will be hypercritical of things. So I think that when we're talking about, overcomplicating and, and keeping things simple. I, I think that what we're what we're really talking about is we're starting to figure out how to get the audience from point A to point B in the most efficient and effective manner for both the audience and for the business. And I sometimes I see people who just get lost down the wrong rabbit holes and come back and where they really sink some of their budget and where they really allocate some of their time are into the things that really have little to no ROI. True.
1: You know, I think this is the classic battle of need versus want. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you need a website that works for your business. You want 100,000 Facebook followers or whatever. You know, does that mean that 100,000 followers are going to translate to revenue or growing business? Maybe, maybe not. Are they the right people, you know? And we go back to all of those questions that we've discussed in some previous episodes, but you know, focusing on the need first and the and lining up your wants and making sure they make sense before proceeding. To me, you know, that that's part of
0: keeping it simple. Right. And some of some of this all has to to do with, you know, going back to my time in a startup world and still where we live is the MVP, the minimum viable product. How do we go ahead and launch something that works for the brand and we're starting to get some intelligence and data behind things before running at 100 miles an hour? So, I mean, when I say keep things simple, you know, a couple of things come to mind, definitely. I think web functionality comes to mind. Not everything needs to be super slick, super crazy, super... Whatever, you know, next shiny object. I'd work with a bunch of marketing personalities who always are chasing the next shiny object, right? That was a pain in everybody's ass. I think that what a lot of times what we're thinking about is how, again, how do we get people from point A to point B? And how do we drive them in such a manner that impacts the business? The other thing that comes to mind when it was talk about, you know, marketing and web not keeping things simple, is a lot of technology stuff, you know. If what what happens is with the technology, you know, sometimes you only need MailChimp. You don't need Mm -hmm. Infusionsoft. You know, Infusionsoft is a great product. They've just recently rebranded to keep. So you don't need sometimes all of the bells and whistles and all the features that they need. What you need is something to send out emails and get some data behind the emails. MailChimp does that perfectly. MailChimp does that for free you know, again, not knocking it, it infuse off and keep, because I have a lot of good friends who have been part of that brand since day one, because that's a Chandler, Arizona company, but sometimes less is more, you know, in a lot, a lot of instances,
1: you know, a true story. A number of years ago, working with a successful, you know, client who did one thing and wanted to spin it out and do another thing. So what do they, you know, they think that, you know, their thought at the time was, well, my successful company has this, the new one's going to need even more. Right. So true story. Before a website was built before, you know, social properties were got garnished and, you know, names set up, they'd sunk five to $6,000 in a new phone system before they had even gotten a phone call before the phone even rang. Yeah. True yeah.
0: story. And how many, and out of curiosity, how many employees did they have? Two. Two. Okay. So they need a comprehensive complex phone system for two people. Now that's over engineering solution. I believe that, you know, in, with every business, every marketing case, every web development case, every brand case, there's two situations. There's business problem and solution. Mm -hmm. Business problem in, in what you're talking about, business problem. We need someone to answer we need to answer the phone when it rings we need to communicate with clients when they call absolutely no you, we need to answer the phone when it rings okay perfect solution you have get a landline have it forward to cell phones and you're good get a twilio number get some data behind it you're good how much does that solution cost i don't know probably 100, next to 100 nothing, bucks a month right? it's probably you could probably or you could do it with the overhead that your companies are ready absorbing Over-engineered, complicated solution is investing thousands and thousands of dollars into a phone system for two people. And if you're a new business, and I know this, like how often is your phone even ringing? So like that money is allocated in probably like the worst manner. I think that that's one of the most extreme cases I've ever heard of.
1: It it was the world's most expensive uh, answering machine for cold calls.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's where that is. You know, that's not keeping it simple. You know, when I think of some things, you know, keeping it simple, not buying expensive digital video equipment and lights to start your video marketing, use what you have at the moment. You know what? I do two videos a week. I do some video content around this podcast. I know Nate shoots some stuff for you in New Jersey. I shoot some off a tripod here in San Diego. We both... Use iPhones. And you know what? And the new iPhone XR is great video quality. Everything is perfect. There's no challenges with that. And natural lighting or like freaking, I don't know, a fluorescent light in my house or, or in my wherever I am, you know, outside or whatever. I find that to be more than, more than adequate to get things going. And I'm two years into the video marketing thing. Is there going to be a time to invest into more into more stuff, into better stuff, into studio? Absolutely. You know, when we launched this podcast, I think people would be astonished to hear that we both recording it with just mm-hmm. Apple headphones. You know, and because, you know, just by doing that, <laughs> we were able to not get, you know, paralyzed by an, a- analyzing the, the tech and analyzing the data and doing all of that stuff, you know, what we're able to do is we're able to go ahead and get things moving, you know, start to prove that, you know, a minimal viable product, start to prove that, you know, what we are on is something. How, you know, you you controlling the finance of the company, and you know, the fiscal responsibility. How would you have felt if we sunk $5,000 into microphones and recording stuff and we, we got pod fade at episode 10? Yeah. I mean, that that shit would be on eBay or Craigslist <laughs> post-haste. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so, I mean, it's one of those situations where I'm a big, big believer. I love complicated tech. Don't get me wrong. I love solutions-based technology. I love when you can go from point A all the way down the line and make it awesome for the user's user experience, but unless you start small and you start in a simple manner, you're never going to know what moves that needle and what drives things in, in the iterative way that is, if you were to keep things simple. Yeah. And I mean,
1: I think, I think there's confusion with, you know, scalability, you know, Hey, we're going to make this scalable. That's okay. It doesn't, it doesn't need to service 10,000 people today. You know, having that scalable plan in pace is almost more fiscally responsible in most instances than just spending money to make sure, you know, the build it, if you build it, they will come syndrome. You know, hey. Yeah. And that's, a, that, sorry.
0: That, that's a fantastic point because these two things are not mutually exclusive simple and non scalable. Mm-hmm. So, and simple and st- strategic. Are not one and the same thing. So don't think just because we're launching something that's simple to collect data and to move forward. You know whether it be a social campaign, whether it be a website, whether it be you know content initiative. Don't think that we didn't. We don't have a strategy dev out that's fluid that we can go back and check the boxes and go back and move things around and say, okay, now that we know over here. This is going to happen. And that's part of our review, review, refine, repeat methodology. Now that we know, we're going to be able to go ahead and make things work even better. You know, so like sometimes, you know, when you want to keep things simple to get users and to keep costs down, the actual strategy behind that is quite complex mm-hmm. because you need to grow into that model. Yeah.
1: And, you know, going back to your you know story with the big fancy microphones it would have been pretty ridiculous because we were nowhere near as good at this as we are now that back then.
0: Exactly. And here we are, episode 58, plus all the bonus ones. You know, we're over a year in. I think that what we have, you know, for studio setup is is great now. we have, Now we have an audio engineer. Thanks again, Nate. <coughs> oh, excuse me. And what we can do is we can strive to make things better while we keep shipping and releasing a product that we know is going to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that's just the way if we can think about, if you can think about, you know, different marketing strategies or different web development or different social, you know, branding exercises, things like that. I mean, simple does not mean that it's not strategic. It means that it's simple. Mm -hmm. Some of the most, the simplest things that I know of are incredibly strategic Mm -hmm. because they have to be, you know what I'm, you know, so it has to be strategic because or else, you're not going to be take it to the, You're not going to be able to take it to the next level. Yeah.
1: Uh, I don't want to keep bringing this up because I know the whole world's talking about it. But the fire festival.
0: Yeah. Oh boy. Here we go.
1: Right. So selling tickets. You've got you know some of the biggest names in you know the influencing world dropping your product before you even have a product.
0: Oh yeah, and how dangerous is that?
1: You know go you know going back to the phone example do you think that that you know that five or six thousand dollar tied up in the phone system that never rang wouldn't have been better in marketing or inventory you know yeah absolutely every organization has a finite amount of resources for some it's you know right. six figures for some it's five figures for some it's you know way up to scale but those sometimes re- it's three sometimes it's three figures sometimes it's three figures but
0: marketing press launched on four hundred fifty dollars i think you know, that's
1: probably Trinity, you know, back in 2015. Yeah. Right in mean, like, range.
0: I mean. And that's what it was. Like, we ran lean. We kept things simple. My subscriptions to things like Adobe Creative Cloud, Grammarly, Zencaster that we use for the podcast, you know, uh, uh, SEO, the SEO uh, tool that we use, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, agency analytics. Sorry to name alluded to me. Like, that shit did not exist. Back, you know, in iteration one of marketing press iteration one of Trinity and previous businesses. That stuff came only later when I realized, okay, this is what I need, these free tools that I'm using are no longer work. Mm-hmm. I need to take things to the next level and get things really rolling. You
1: know, and also I I get that. And as a developer, you know, if if you had that six thousand dollar beautiful MacBook setup, would you have been able to build better websites?
0: No. No, no, not at all. The no, product I mean, would have stayed the same. Yeah, exactly. It, it totally would have stayed the same. I mean, but what's happened now by staying simple, you know, our effectiveness and our efficiencies have gone through the roof mm-hmm. because we are able to go ahead and learn from what we did and how do we keep making things better each and every time, and, you know, you know, from yeah,
1: those finite resources have found their way to where they need to be for us to grow and scale and offer the the service and, you know, work with the clients that we do.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, if, if I had to end this with any parting thoughts, I would just say, understand what your customers need, understand what problem you're solving, understand what they want, go ahead and solve that problem in with an MVP if possible. And if you can solve it with a minimum viable product, then what you're going to do is you're going to be way, way ahead of the game as your business grows. And as you can scale with your customers.
1: Yeah. Bigger, bigger and better isn't always bigger and better.
0: No, no, that's that's for sure. So that was my parting thought. Well, you have any parting thoughts here? Uh,
1: keep it simple. You know, sometimes that
0: fast, ferocious, you know, velocity out of the gate isn't the winning ticket. No, I totally agree with that. I mean, just keep things simple, solve problems with the MVP, learn from it, and then go from there. You, you know, the, your first car wasn't a Maserati or a Lamborghini. You know, just understand what you're doing before you get to all the other complicated stuff. So, well, Kev, thanks again for another great episode. You, we really appreciate everybody listening. If you want to subscribe, rate, review to our podcast, you can get it on iTunes at trinitywebmedia.com slash iTunes. You can also listen to the show on Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast. So, episode 58 is in the books. How about that? Look at that. <laughs> In the book. So thanks everybody for listening. Kevin, thanks for your time. We'll talk to you later.
1: Thank you, Greg. And thanks everybody at home for listening.